Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will continue teaching us from Genesis chapter 1, how God set up a seed system, and we'll learn what the two characteristics of a fruit tree seed are. Now, download this message for free on iTunes.com by searching for the Friendship with God podcast, or download it for free or listen to it as well at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. Now, you can also donate and support this Bible teaching radio program continuing on your station in your city and also providing you free downloads of Tom Cantor's messages by going to friendshipwithgod.org, donating online, making a one-time donation, or you can donate monthly. Now, we can set you up for a reoccurring monthly donation. Just call us now or after the program at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. We need your support to continue this wonderful Bible teaching radio program made available free by MP3 and also on this station in your city if you're listening by radio. So again, to support us, 800-247-3051. Now, your support can also go towards Jewish evangelism. Do you have a heart to reach lost Jewish people, God's lost chosen nation of people, lost Israel here in America, the brethren and sisters of Jesus Christ who are lost and without him and the knowledge of him, and we share the gospel at Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program by going door-to-door and city-to-city this summer in what we call our Summer Blitz, and we give out gospel gifts to lost Jewish people. If you'd like to help support this campaign, you can do so, again, by going to friendshipwithgod.org and donating online or calling us with your specific donation towards the Summer Blitz campaign. Call us now at 800-247-3051, 247 3051. Help the gospel to go to the Jew first. Ask scripture commands in Romans 116. Again, 800-247-3051. Thanks for supporting Jewish evangelism with Israel Restoration Ministries and supporting this radio program, Friendship with God. We hope you enjoyed this program today with Tom Cantor. Now here he is teaching us about how God set up a seed system from Genesis chapter 1 and what the two characteristics of a fruit tree seed are. Second, he brought these animals to Adam. And why did God bring every beast and every fowl that he had made to Adam? Because, it says, he wanted to see what he would call them. That's amazing. God's the Yatsar parter. He's the one who's the creator. He should be the one to name it. But he made man kind of like a partner with him. And so he says to man, okay, I know I made it. You name it. I mean, these were perfectly created animals. Adam, I hope you're up to the job here. You better come up with some perfect names. Can you imagine this? These are God's creations. God has let man now do the naming. Because it says God wanted to see. God wanted to ra'ar. He wanted to see. He wanted to enjoy. He wanted to enjoy what man would call them. God was really interested in man's choices and what he would make. Think about that next time you pray to God. That God is, is ra'ar, he wants to enjoy what you're going to say to him in prayer. What words are you going to use? Because that's of great interest to God. Just like God was interested in the names that Adam was going to choose, God is very interested to see the words that you're going to choose in prayer. We should think when we pray. We should not use these heartless, dead repetitions that he told us not to do when we pray. God listens to us praying, and it shouldn't be that God should say to himself, Oh, another religious cliche? I think that's number 132. No, we shouldn't put God through that. 
He wanted to see what Adam would choose for the names, and he wants to see what we choose to pray for, and how we pray for, and what words that we're going to speak. What are our requests? You think this verse indicates that those animal names were predestined before Adam was created? You think that this verse is indicating that those animal names were elected by God from the foundation of the world and that Adam had this irresistible urge to name those animals what, that, what God had already predestined them to be named? Not at all! That's not the way the verse is reading. The verse is reading that, Adam, it's totally your choice, 100%. Your choice, Adam. I'm kind of, and God's saying, I'm kind of enjoying what you're going to name them. And then it says, fourth, whatsoever Adam called them every living creature, that was the name thereof. That means that God honored Adam's choice. And so angels also, they were probably watching it to find out, I wonder what Adam's going to name this animal. And he starts off strong, and, and Adam does, and he, the big, big animal comes along, and, and God brings a big animal and said, okay, Adam, what's the name of this one? And Adam says, hip. Hippopotamus. And God says, okay, hippopotamus it is. And God brings another animal. And, and Adam says, what's this one, Adam? He goes, horse. Well, God didn't say something like, Adam, maybe we should slow down a little bit. Uh, I wanted to show you a little bit about this animal. I mean, uh, you know, he, he pumps blood every, from his feet when he runs. I mean, it's, it's, it's horse, horse, Adam. I mean, do you want to reconsider? He didn't do that. God didn't do that. God said, I gave Adam the choice. I told Adam, Adam, you make the choice, and it's going to be your choice, and whatever you choose, that's it. It sticks. That's what God did. God brought a small insect with wings, and Adam said, fly. And the angels might have said, fly? Can he do better than that? Fly? And God said, that's Adam's choice, it's fly it is. And the fish was waiting along and he says, oh great, what's my name going to be, swim? So, but the point is, is that God gave to Adam the choice to name the animals and then God honored his choice. It wasn't a game. It wasn't a game where, where God said, Adam, you decide, but really God had already decided, and it was predestined, and, pre- and, and Adam had this irresistible urge to, it wasn't that way at all. God was good and transparent. What he said to Adam, he meant. When he told Adam, you have a 100% choice in this matter, he did. And he honored that choice. When God presents the gospel to any lost sinner, and says, it is your choice. You can go to heaven. It's your choice. He means it. He has given to that person the power to choose. There's none of this, 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 this God is, is predestinating the sinners to hell. These sinners are already going to hell. It's been defi- decided long before he was born. He can do nothing about it. He won't get there. But we'll just tell him that, oh yeah, but you can go to heaven. You can go to heaven if you just choose. But all the while we know he's not. That's not true. That's like picturing God saying to a paraplegic, if you can just climb up this staircase, you go to heaven knowing full well that he can't do it. That's not it. 
God gives choice, and God gives choice, and it is man's choice, and God honors choice, just as in the naming of the animals. So number one, God looks at each individual man as he goes about his individual life on earth, this life where he is in the middle of light and darkness. Number two, God asks the question, will this man choose darkness or light? Will this man look at at his own life and say, you know, my sin is not so bad. I'm not that bad. I mean, I've never murdered. I've never committed adultery. I've had a few mistakes in life. Like everyone else, I'm just human. God looks, and when he sees a person take that position on the sin of his life, number three, God writes down darkness. Darkness. That person has chosen darkness as opposed to a person who looks at their lives and says, Oh, I'm a sinner. I really am a sinner. Oh, God, have mercy on me. I'm a lost sinner. God says, write down light. Light. See, when you look at Luke 18, 9 through 14, you see this so dramatic this, this, this contrast. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous. See, they were trusting in themselves that they were righteous. Let me tell you, that's what the Bible calls darkness. And so they were trusting in themselves that they were righteous, and it says, and despised others. And then he said, two men went up into the temple to pray. The one was a Pharisee, the other was a publican. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even as this publican. I fast twice in the day. I give tithes of all that I possess. Then the Lord Jesus Christ went on to say, And the publican, standing afar off, would not so much as his uh, uh, lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote his upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a lost sinner. I, the Lord said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. See? Two men, he said, went to pray. Two men with two opposite decisions. Two men with two opposite decisions about how they saw themselves before God. One decides that God should be impressed with him. He has exalted himself over the others with words like, I am not like him. That Pharisee thinks, if I am not a sinner, in fact, I'm a righteous person, what do I need a Savior for? I don't need the Lord Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I don't need anybody to die for my sins. I don't have any sins. They're not bad enough for anybody to die for. That Pharisee has decided that he is righteous before God. God looked. God saw. God wrote down that Pharisee chose darkness. Just like with the animals with Adam. God brought the animals to Adam. See what he would name them. God brought that Pharisee into the world of light and darkness. Pharisee chose darkness of saying that he was a sinner, not, there was not a sinner, not in need of a Savior. So when the Pharisee was presented with God's salvation light, when the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, came into this world, he loved darkness rather than light, because his deeds were evil. And God wrote down, his decision was darkness. 
On the other hand, it happened. Look at this publican. He says, God be merciful to, merciful to me, a sinner. He says, I'm a sinner. He says, I deserve hell. He says, everything that that Pharisee said he was not, I am. Color me the adulterer, the sinner. I am the sinner before God. Just as God brought the animals to Adam to see what he would name them, so God brought this publican into the world of his world, his filtering world of light and darkness. And that publican, he chose light by saying, I'm a sinner before God. I am in great need of a Savior. When he was presented with God's salvation, when the light of God's salvation came into this world, he loved light rather than darkness. And God wrote that decision down, light, and saved him, justified him. Whatsoever Adam called every creature, that was the name thereof. God honors the decision that man makes. There's no such thing as God making decisions for another person. God brings each person into the world, and he looks to see what is his decision for either the light of salvation from his sins or the darkness of self-righteousness. And that decision is recorded, just like with Adam naming the animals. And it determines, that decision determines whether a person will have a destiny of heaven or hell. Just that simple. The more we realize this, the more we will try to influence people to make decisions to choose God's salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Our job is described in 2 Corinthians 5.20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. When you look at the word ambassador, you can substitute the word influencer, persuader. So you can say this verse, we are influencers for Christ. We are persuaders for Christ. Just like God was pleading with the lost, we plead with the lost also in the place of the Lord Jesus Christ to be reconciled to God. Let me ask you, how did it go for you? How did it go for you this last week in your influencing and your persuading some lost person to come to the light that they are a sinner and in need of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because we want to, number one, rule in all of life, not make God mad. Number two rule in all of life, make God happy. Number three rule for all of life, take God seriously. And then, then, so therefore, you and I are going to embrace the truth that this earth is a sorting place. We're going to come to that. Every day we're going to come to this conclusion. I am entering the world of a sorting place. It is a filter place. It is a testing place for souls to make their decisions for or against God's salvation light, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will work for the lost to be saved, even when it is hard. And sometimes it's very hard. Like this last week, a Jewish friend of mine, he prayed to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. He went home, he thought about it. I think his wife helped him also to think about it. And he told me this last week, he has decided to turn back, turn back. That's a heartbreak. As hard as it is, I said to myself, I will work to persuade. I will work to influence. I will work as long as there is breath in the lungs for them, for him, for others to repent 
and to not turn back before it's too late. Because when it's over, it is over. Now, we look at the fruit tree. And now we come to the creation of the seed. Genesis 1.11. And God said, wonderful words, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb, uh, green vegetables, yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. It was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb, yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw it was good. You know, God set up this system of the seeds. And there's two characteristics about the, the, the seed. Let's talk about f- the fruit tree seed, for example, as stated here in verse 11 and 12. First, it says, and it's repeated three times, after its kind, after its kind, after its kind. God faithfully made each tree or the grass to produce seed after his kind. You know what you never see? You will never see an apple tree ever produce a papaya tree. After billions and billions of apple trees, you think that if an apple tree could ever make a papaya tree, that once out of the billions and billions there'd be a papaya tree. But there's never been one. Never been a papaya tree that comes from an apple tree. No one's ever seen an apple tree ever produce a papaya tree. Johnny Appleseed didn't see it for all of his plantings. No one has ever seen it. Why? Because God said, that each tree will produce a seed after its kind. That's a problem for evolution, because evolution, there's never been a mutation, either observed naturally or induced artificially, where an apple tree will make something other than an apple tree. Every seed will make the tree after its kind. What's the second characteristic of the fruit tree? It's stated in verses 11 and 12. Fruit whose seed was in itself. When God created man in verse 27, he gave to man instructions. What food did he tell him he could eat? He told him that in verse 29. God gave to man, here you go, Adam, this is good food. This is herbs and greens. These are vegetables. These are fruits. And he says, this is, he calls it meat. I wouldn't call it meat, but that's what God called it. He called it meat. He didn't bring him a T-bone steak. He didn't say, Adam, now this is meat. He said, these fruits and these vegetables are herbs. This is meat, meat for you. And so Adam, Adam didn't know any better. He didn't know anything about T-bone steak. It's like Dr. Contreras in Mexico. He asked me, he says, what will it take for you to go on a serious diet and become a vegan? And I sat there and for a minute I said, I should, be, I should go on a serious diet and become a vegan. And Dr. Contreras has just asked me, what will it take for me to become a vegan? So I said, just one word. And I looked up at him and I said, death. <laughs> now picture the scene. God put the trees in the garden, and let's say God put one orange tree in the garden, and, and he would put one avocado tree. And Adam loved the oranges. Oh, he just loved for the, he didn't like the avocados, but he loves the oranges. So Adam eats up all the oranges off the one orange tree, and then Adam says, uh, God, can you make some more orange trees for me? I, 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 I want to have more oranges in, in the garden. So what does God do? He looks at him, and he says, did you understand what I said? He, he would have said to Adam, the fruit of the tree yielding seed. He said, Adam, I put the seed for you inside the fruit. To get more f- trees like that, 
You gotta, it's like the prize in the Cracker Jacks box, Adam. Get the seed. Go get the seed. You know, that little irritating thing you kept spitting out? Go get it, Adam, and plant it. Now put yourself in Adam's shoes. You've never done this before. First time you've heard this. You see this big fruit tree. It's created fruit tree. Big fruit tree that's in the garden there. And you want more of those nice big fruit trees. And you don't understand why he has those irritating little hard things in the fruit in the first place. But, and you want more. And you kind of think, and, you, and, and you, so now you've got a decision. I've never seen this happen before, Adam could say. But somehow this irritating little hard thing, God said, it's a little tiny little thing. It's a big tree over here. But there's like a little tiny little seed here. And God says, if I put that in the ground, it's going to turn into that, that huge tree. You know, Adam could sit there and he could, he, could, he could argue with God. He could say, no way. You're pulling my leg. I should plant this little tiny thing. And it's going to become that big thing. And I'm going to eat the tree. He said, no way. Because you've never seen it before. But what happened? God says, remember three principles. Adam, don't make God mad. He told you. Adam, make God happy. Do it. Adam, take God seriously. He told you. So, so, what, so in other words, we want to say to Adam, 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 we've seen it. We've seen it. It really does work. Believe God. Plant the seed, Adam. Plant the seed. You know, we go to people we tell them, if you receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, when you die, you will go to heaven. Never, they've never seen it before. Just like Adam. Believe what God said. Take him seriously. Because you and I, we're like Paul, who said in Acts twenty-seven twenty-five, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. That's what faith is. Believing God as he told it. He said, confess your sin, come to him as a sinner, throw open the door of your heart, receive him as your savior. You'll be forgiven, you'll be a child of God, you'll live forever. Believe it, just like that. What? What has he told us? Hebrews 9, 27. It is appointed unto men once to die. After that, the judgment. Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned, that's the blanket statement, and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. How many is God willing to slip through the cracks? None. How many does God want saved? All should come to repentance. Acts 2.21 And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever American, whosoever Ethiopian, whosoever Japanese, whosoever Tanzanian, whosoever Eskimo, whosoever Mexican, whosoever anywhere, God says, anyone, call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. Just like with Adam. Are we going to believe that? Plant the seed, Adam. Call on the name of the Lord. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Luke 8, 5. A sower went out to sow seed. Luke 8, 11. Parable is this. The seed, it's the word of God. 
It's the word of God. Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word, God says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. He says, it won't return to me void, but it shall accomplish that for which I, I, I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Like Adam, we not only need to believe what God said about the seed to get more fruit, about the seed of the Word of God, we need to plant it like Adam. Not just believe that it can happen, but do it, plant it into the hearts of people. Because if we believe that God is not willing that any should perish, then we will take on God's anxiety for people that are perishing and are unnecessarily going to hell. Let's, this, let's today resolve with all of our heart to be like Adam. Picture ourselves for the first time. We got the seed. God told me, plant the seed, I'll have the tree. Let's be like Adam. We got the seed. It's called the Word of God. God says, plant the seed, and people will be saved, and it will accomplish. Let's do that today. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for calling us to be your holy influencers, your holy persuaders, Lord, to get the lost, to decide to follow the instructions in the Word of God, to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ so they can be saved from their sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program. You can go to friendshipwithgod.org Click on our resources tab for lots of free resources on how to have a better friendship with God, all from Tom Cantor. Now you can also click on his bookstore there and his materials, many of them available for purchase as well. Now we've also got a resource of the month that's available online or you can call us. It's called Frequently Asked Questions by Jewish People, a great book by Tom Cantor, one of his most popular. It's yours for a donation of $20 or more to the Friendship with God radio program. Call us now, 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Or go online to friendshipwithgod.org under our resources. Or again, 800-247-3051. Thanks for listening and join us again next week.